It's or it's October, Shane. Yes, it is. That's why we're here. Yeah. Orc faction deep dive. Yeah. Uh, I was not expecting that intro. <laughs> I, I it just happened. <laughs> um, we're talking about orcs. Yeah. Orcs are like my first. Um, they're like my first true love when it comes to kill team. Mm-hmm. I uh, this is how I got into the game and 40K in general. Yeah. Um, not that I really am like a big 40K player, but like when I discovered like the whole 40K the universe with like the old Dawn of War games, mm-hmm. I would gravitate towards orcs. And that was the only thing I knew how to play like to a decent level in those. Like, like cause I'm bad at RTS games uh-huh. and with orcs in, in that game, you would like buy, you'd like buy a bunch of orc boys mm-hmm. and then you'd either win in the first three minutes or you'd get stomped. <laughs> <laughs> at least that was how I played it. Yeah. Well, at least if you do get stomped, it's it's over so fast that you just go, on to the next one. It's just on to the next one real fast. Yeah. Learn nothing. Just keep going. It's <laughs> like keep, it's really it's really what. Yeah, that thematic. is the way to play orcs. Yeah. <laughs> just crump another day. Right. Uh, but yeah, orcs are um, orcs are fun. And a lot of people play orcs mm-hmm. and they are just such a unique, like wonderful piece of 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 Warhammer 40K. Yeah. And uh they're fun and kill team too, which is important because this is a kill team. Podcast. This is a kill team podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, orcs are like, a they're, they're one of the most diverse factions in terms of just all the different ways you can play them in kill team. Uh, it's not like other factions where there's like one or two ways to make them competitive. And that's really it. Yeah. Orcs. There's a lot of different like it's almost space marine level where like certain was, orc yeah. builds feel yeah. like different factions almost we're just going to go through the clan cultures right now and uh first up we have guns for hire so flash kits can be included in an orc kill team without preventing other models in that kill team from gaining a clan culture note however that flash kits can never themselves benefit from any clan culture unless every model in that kill team other than gretchen see grots below is drawn from the freebooters so uh flash kits they just don't benefit from any sub faction unless yeah they're freebooters and it's cool that you can take them in a in a list without like taking away the sub faction for other models mm-hmm. which is important because flash kits are incredible in kill team they are uh so same thing basically applies for grots or gretchen cannot be drawn from a clan but can be included and they never benefit from a clan culture which is also good because you need those guys to go with the flash kits to Make yeah. that engine kind of run at peak efficiency. Um, yeah. And there's also a tactic that I'm a really big fan of that we'll get into later involving Gretchen. Uh, do you want to start with the Goffs? The Goffs, yeah. Um, so honestly, Goffs, this is a sub-faction that I kind of forgot about. <laughs> like, yeah. When Elites came out, I thought Goffs looked kind of good. And I've probably run them like once in the past year, but I'll just read it. So no mucking about each time you make an unmodified hit roll of six with an attack or for an attack with a melee weapon made by a model in your kill team, immediately make an additional hit roll against the same target using the same weapon. These additional hit rolls cannot themselves generate any further hit rolls. So, I mean, it's, it's okay. It's like yeah. basically you get death to the false emperor against mm-hmm. everyone as a sub faction. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, orcs put a lot of hits through 
They are a crumpy melee faction. They do. They do like to crump. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I mean, really, the the problem is orcs have so many good sub factions. Yeah. That it's it's hard to look at goths too seriously. Yeah. Um, I could see, <laughs> I could see the potential for it to stack with um a tactic that we're gonna talk about in a few minutes here. But I, what's it called? It's like. I don't know. It's the one where it's like you add one attack per model that your orc model is in close combat oh, yeah. with. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the so itching like, for a fight. Yeah, <laughs> pick, pairing that with this. Um, it's crazy. It's fun to think about. Buckets I don't think dice, it's the perhaps. most efficient. But yeah, literally buckets of dice and kill team. Uh, uh, you yeah. want to do bad moons? Uh, yeah. Uh, re- so bad moons, armed to the teeth. Reroll hit rolls of one for attacks made by models in your kill team in the shooting phase. I mean, this is like a sub faction for other teams that we'll look at and be like, oh, this is really good. But for orcs, it's the only reason that this isn't good is because there is another shooting sub faction that is way better. Yeah. Like over the top good. Mm -hmm. And bad moons just doesn't compare. Right. Like you could probably run bad moons and like a committed shooty orc list and do okay with it Mm -hmm. but um there's again there's no reason it's kind of like goths where it's solid but there's there's no reason to run it (laughs) yeah there's just better options i think and i'll do i'll do evil suns so this is a pretty important one yeah red ones go faster i think everybody knows what this one is but i'll read it anyway um and actually this is an important one to read because people mess up Somehow, All the time. people mess this up a lot. Yeah. So add one to the move characteristic of models in your kill team and add one to advance and charge rolls made for them. In addition, these models do not suffer the penalty to their hit rolls for shooting assault weapons during a battle round in which they advance. So basically, uh, your orc boys get six inch movement instead of five inch movement. Mm-hmm. And when they advance, you add another one onto that movement. So, um, all your models have it's like the wog uh tactic that we'll get into later except yeah. it's just the whole it's like a sub faction yeah um so basically one of the downsides to orcs that a lot of people talk about is their like their mobility they're kind of slow when they're not charging mm-hmm. um and evil suns it it literally turns them to a fast army it's not even like it it balances <laughs> that out like by making them like normal speed yeah and making up for weakness like no they go from slow to like being very fast yeah <laughs> um and in addition to that plus one to charges is very good for a for a faction that's already re-rolling charges natively yeah um this has been like the meta go-to sub faction for orcs for a long time for a long time yeah. yeah for pretty good reason i mean especially in a hold a pure hold like positional format i think this is the way to go yeah it's very good uh so next up we have death skulls Lucky blue gets. Uh, <laughs> very good. Very, very good performance. Thank you. Uh, models in your kill team have a six up invuln save unless they already have an invuln save. In addition, you can reroll a single failed hit roll and a single failed wound roll in each phase as long as the attack was made by a model in your kill team. So uh, this th- is my favorite one. Yeah, this is a great faction. Uh, Built in six up invuln save. Uh, competitive players know how valuable an inbuilt six-up invuln is, or I, I guess I should say like a feel-no-pain. So this isn't as good as a six-up feel-no-pain, but 
it's something. Mm-hmm. Um, it make it does make them a lot more, a little uh, bit survivable, a little and bit more survivable. Yeah, those re rolls though. Yeah, the re rolls is where it really shines. So it, they basically just get salamander re rolls, right? Yeah, this this subfaction it's salamanders, but you get a six up involve, which is nice for orcs who mm-hmm. who don't have the greatest armor saves. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of of running death skulls with like a more of a elite style orc team, which we'll talk more about later. Mm-hmm. But just being able to pick and choose when to use those re-rolls and when you're actually going to need them, it's really nice. Yeah. Um, Death Skulls is fantastic. You just get a lot of like return on investment, I mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. And then Snake Bites. Um, another one that I really like. I might be one of the only people that's ever <laughs> like been excited about Seriously this. Seriously considered them? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I actually ran this in a tournament. Um, snake Bites, the old ways. Sheesh. Okay. Roll a dice each time a model in your kill team loses a wound. On a six, the wound is not lost. If a model already has a similar ability, choose which effect applies and re-roll ones when making these rolls. So it's a six-up feel no pain. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's like an oath way, but for orcs. So this sounds kind of underwhelming, right? Right. But I think it's I think it's a lot better than it sounds um, especially, and this is one where I, I said, I like uh, death skulls and like a more like elite style team. I think snake bites is like made for the elite style team. Like yeah, having all these two, like the elite knobs from the elites book, um, having all these two wound models on the board with four up armor saves and six up feel no pains at toughness four. Yeah. That's pretty scary. I mean, the whole thing that people love about both Asriani so much is that Asriani can take all these two wound models. Mm-hmm. And it adds to the the durability. I mean, every time you you want to kill uh, like like one of those like one of these knobs, not only do you need to wound them in their T four, so that's inherently pretty good in this game, um, but you need to you need they need to fail their armor save if they get one, which the elite knobs have like a four up armor save. Yeah, and you need to burn through both wounds with the feel no pain on each wound. Yeah, so it's like there's a lot of chances for the knob to survive when he should otherwise die. When you give him snake bites. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're running snake bites with like a bunch of boys, I don't think you're going to get as much out of it, mm-hmm. but I think for the knobs, I think there really is something there just in pure durability. Right. Uh, blood axes <laughs> tactics. <laughs> Models in your kill team are considered to be obscured to mo- to uh, enemy models that target them if they are more than 18 inches away from those models. In addition, models in your kill team can shoot even if they fell back in the same battle round. So this is, pro- if I had to pick a worst one, it's probably this. Yeah. But I mean, there is maybe some... It's like they're, uh, it's like a worse Raven's, Raven's Guard uh, sub-faction ability for Space Marines. And then it's like a, oddly enough, a better uh, ultramarine subfaction tactic yeah. for all for uh, space marines. I mean, it's not terrible, but you're not going to be 18 inches away from your opponent too often. We've said this no. before. Um, that part is useless, in my opinion, mostly useless. Yeah. Um, but the falling back and shooting is pretty nice, especially with like scorches or something. Yeah. Or, unfortunately. A flash kit can't take this, so that's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I mean, scorches and I'm not going to say burners, but 
you know, I mean, if you're ever going to yeah. run a burner, that would be a pretty good. That would be the way to go. Action. Anyway, last but not least, freebooters, uh, competitive streak. I feel like they should have. That what doesn't sound very orky to me. Just as no. Anyway, it's uh, like everybody is like an orc, and then these guys are like Michael Jordan. Like, <laughs> what do you what do you mean competitive streak? Add one to hit rolls for attacks made by models in your kill team for each other model in your kill team that has taken an enemy model out of action with an attack this phase. So this is the shooty sub-faction we were talking yeah. about. Granted, it has its benefits in the fight phase too. Like, it's not just shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it's it's the idea is you, you get kills with your shooty models, specifically flash gets or maybe like a scorcha. And then every other model with their six up ballistic skill, it becomes a five or with their five up ballistic skill becomes a four mm-hmm. and you kill with another guy. And suddenly everybody's hitting on threes and yeah. then, you know, your, your next big shooter shoots and he kills somebody too. And then you have like a bunch of boys with shooters hitting on twos and it gets pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, they, uh, yeah. I mean, this is the snowball sub faction. Yeah. Um, you can win a game in like one turn hypothetically yeah yeah or you can like you can lose one crucial model turn one and it's like well guess it's over on to the next one (laughs) just like you're done award games yeah (laughs) uh but yeah i mean so it's hard to like pick a best one because there's a lot of good here yeah i mean freebooters almost feels like a different faction yeah it it plays so different to all to like normal orcs yeah it doesn't even have the same accent so yeah really that, are they even orcs um and i mean in the same way i think like snake bites and death skulls play very different to evil sons yeah evil sure. sons are like that's the horde one for that's sure the, if you're running like a boy horde evil sons is the way to go but if you're running more elite team i would look at death skulls or snake bites maybe yeah so just like in general would you say on an open board with a primarily like hold for primary scoring uh, format, Evil Sons is the way to go. Yeah, I, I would a... say Evil Sons, or depending on how open it is, Freebooters can also be an option. Okay, yeah. Um, just because, you know, I mean, an open board flash gets could do some serious work. Right. And then for like a close confines, um, either arena or kill-based uh, or more kill-focused primary objectives, Death Skulls would probably be more of the way to go yeah I, I would say either you're either running death skulls or or maybe snake bites i mean in a more kill based format what you're going to see is people bringing factions that are that are less you know um glass cannony and a little bit more durable right um and i mean we see it with tao there's not a lot of there's no necrons at all nobody wanted to play necrons on this on this packet and on this board um the same way you know there was not a lot of tyranid hordes or like demons in bao yeah um i mean when you're on achille format i think it's it's good to have a little more durability and into to match that with some some killing power of your own and i think that's where you know you're going to get a lot more benefit from snake bites and in in death skulls in my opinion cool but you can still do evil sons just about anywhere. I just think there's situations where it's it's not quite as optimal. Yeah. So uh, orcs have a lot of tactics. They do have a lot of tactics. 
they got a lot of cool ones. I'm I'm pretty familiar. I've been running these tactics for feels like forever now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm going to start with the first one here while while you get situated on uh, on your PDF there. So first one is Crumpum. So already off to a great start. Yeah, Loving the, these names. The the orcs I think are like in general are spoiled when it comes to faction specific tactics. They have a lot of great or good uh like tactics for just one or two cp oh for sure uh crumpum this is a solid one this is one cp use this tactic when you choose a model in your kill team to fight in the fight phase increase the strength characteristic of that model by one until the end of the phase so this is okay i mean it's only one cp i honestly don't see myself using it that often but i think there are scenarios where you can yeah um like the first thing that I thought of when I saw this was I can take a boy and make him strength five. Yeah. And I mean, that's the go-to, right? That, that's the immediate thought. Yeah. That can be pretty nice. Um, an underrated one is you can take uh, like a knob with a big choppa and you can make him strength eight. Ooh. So, I mean, wounding against T4 on twos, that's very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, does I the mean, big chop have a minus one to hit? Nope. Oh, no, it does not. Okay. We'll talk about the big chop later. I'm yeah. a huge yeah. fan of that. Yeah. That, that item. Uh, okay. So do you want to do Nash or Squig? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is 2CP. Uh, use this tactic at the start of the fight phase. Pick an enemy model that is within one inch of any of your models and roll a D6. On a four up, that enemy model suffers one mortal wound. This tactic is uh, awesome. Uh, when it doesn't go off, it feels so bad, but it's it's, it it really is for the two CP point sink, but it's really good against those factions that are, uh, that are primarily just like single wound models. Rewind, like probably like a year and a half ago when you and I started playing kill team. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time you pulled up with, uh, storm shields with like death watch storm yeah, shields death watch storm shields against yep. my orcs and yep. i was like what do i do against this and i'm looking through my tactics and i see <laughs> that and i'm like oh okay bingo <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean if you're if you're playing against somebody who's running a lot of storm shields and you're just like desperate for something <laughs> i mean this i i seriously though this tactic has won me games yeah it's you need to it's a little ballsy um it is but like I mean, sometimes you got to risk it, you know? Yeah, I played a game against, uh, I believe it was Utsukul once, who ran Custodes against me. And oh, yeah. I had gotten one of his his Custodes down to one wound, and I popped Nasher Squig, <laughs> and you know that guy died. You just know it. Yep. Daka, daka, daka. You want to do this one? Because this is one of the best tactics in the game. Sure. Uh, use this tactic after a model from your kill team shoots in the shooting phase. You can immediately shoot an additional time with that model. It's only one CP. Yeah, one CP, crazy, just insane. Yeah, what um, is it? The um, endless cacophony for, for heretic the, for two heretic. CP. Yeah, Tyranid. Um, I forget the name of it, but they have one where it's one CP if it's just like a like a guy with flesh hooks, but it's like two or three CP for anybody with a de- with a, like a decent weapon. Yeah. Um, there's other factions that have a shoot again tactic, and it's it's usually. 2CP. Actually, weirdly enough, Necrons also have a 1CP shoot-again tactic. Oh, yeah. But the Necron shooting is not nearly as nice as the Orc shooting, strangely enough. Yeah, was, like, that's, a, that's a weird thing to say, like, in a vacuum. But, like, <laughs> yeah. but like go into the intricacies of the of this tactic. I mean, um, 
So flash gets for starters, we're going to talk about them later, but they built in, get to roll a D six after they shoot and on a six, they shoot again. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you can pop this tactic after shooting with a flash kit, shoot again, and then roll to see if you shoot again. And like, you know, it's just, it can be like endless. And then like a Scorcha, it's, it's like, that is crazy. Okay. Just to put in perspective, a Scorcha is, it's like a, it's got the same profile as a frag cannon, except it's one D six instead of two D six for one CP. You could basically make it a two D six frag cannon that can get two injury rolls. Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Scorches are amazing, mm-hmm. um, and and Daka 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 is is amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah. You don't even need to be running like shooty orcs to to make use of this. No, because I mean, flash gets and scorches make their way into normal non shooty orc teams, mm-hmm. um, as as people will find out once they like explore the options that they have more. Yeah. Uh, you want to do just a flesh wound? Yeah. Uh, so this is two CP. We've seen this tactic a million times. I'll read it. Yeah. Uh, use this tactic when a model from your kill team is taken out of action. Roll a D six on a four app. That model suffers a flesh wound instead. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not very good. It's, I don't think that this tactic is any different for orcs than it is for a lot of the other teams that have this exact tactic. Yeah. I mean, Eldar have it. Um, who, there are some other uh, Tyranids have it. I am blanking. I mean, like Space Marines of Death and I, but that's like yeah, that's one right. more CP and they just get it automatically. They don't have yeah. to worry about it. Demons have it for three CP. Why? Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I was running like uh, like an Evil Sons like horde, I'm probably never going to use this just because they have so many models. Yeah, maybe if you're running typically, like, but like yeah. something like this, like an elite, um, like just an elite uh, death calls. Uh, I almost said space marines because they're all in blue armor. <laughs> um, hey, maybe uh, here's an idea: you're playing freebooters and you've got the the flash get with um, he's the heavy spec with the get find a squig. So this is like okay. the core of like your engine. Mm-hmm. And he gets killed turn one. This is a situ- that's a situation where you might use it. Yeah, because it's like okay, well, if this guy dies, and I'm pretty then much that's it for me. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, much done. So it's it's nice to have that. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have it. Um, I think it's fairly costed. Yeah, I mean, it's not like anybody. I don't think, it, to my knowledge, no faction has this for one CP. No, so, I mean, whatever. No. <laughs> um. Okay, so. I have Grot Shield next on my tactics of interest. Go for it. Uh, use this tactic at the start of the shooting phase. Pick a model from your kill team that is within two inches of a Gretchen model. Until the end of the phase, while that Gretchen model is on the battlefield, any attacks which target the chosen model are resolved against that Gretchen model instead. I, okay, this one, I always thought it sounded so cool. It's 2CP. Yeah, it's 2CP. I've like never ever used it yeah just never it's like i mean it as the like it's a cool. yeah like has like a situation where you would use it just has it like never popped up or well i don't really just run like grots too often yeah uh, just I mean, like you'll have the about, leader it's like you have the grot leader right yeah. and then you've got a couple gretchen paired with the well the ammo runs yeah the ammo runs yeah which the ammo runs can 
get this as well, even though they're not on the grout data sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you might be able to like make a build for it, but it's it's like it's weird and it's reliant on two CP for it to work. Yeah, like after you read this, I was like, okay, so this is kind of like it's kind of like Tau Drone Savior Protocol, but it costs two CP. Yeah. Um. Nah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's interesting. Maybe um, you could get like a flash get and just surround him with Gretchen's. And then yeah, pop just it every just face. Death Star. Yeah, you can never hit him, but then <laughs> you can hit him after the grot. Well, yeah, after the grot that you pick dies. Yeah, <laughs> you'll just get shot by another model. So that yeah. Uh, uh, okay, I'm gonna do the next one. Two CP. For walk, what was that? Walk. What? It's walk. Walk. This is uh, remember Evil Sons? We talked about that one earlier. Uh, this yeah. is Evil Sons for two CP, and you can use it with Evil Sons. So I'm going to read it. Yeah. <laughs> use this tactic when it is your turn to move in the movement phase, and your leader is on the battlefield and not shaken. For the duration of that phase, add one inch to the move characteristic of all models in your kill team and add one to their advance in charge rolls. So it's 2CP. Um, it's and, pretty crazy, though. Yeah. Like, because it's kill team wide. It's not just a single model. Yeah. I mean, if you are in a position where, you, like, say you think you can get away, depending on, like, the you're looking at, like, a tournament packet and, like, the boards and deployments and stuff, or maybe it's, like, a 3CP packet or something, and you look at, like, the options and you think, like, I can probably wog turn one and it's not going to be a huge and deal. completely shut down the shooting yeah. for... Yeah, or just, like, when you think about it, faction. hear me out here, and this is, like, a lot of my theory as to why I sort of moved away from Evil Sons, uh, the vast majority of the benefit you're going to get from Evil Sons is going to come in the first round when right. you're advancing. I mean, it's right. going to be there. It's going to be nice for the rest of the game. But that first round, the advances you get, maybe you'll get like a charge off if your opponent makes a mistake. Yeah. Um, that's where it comes into play. So if you can if you can put yourself in a position where you can just use WOG turn one and run a different sub-faction, then you're getting like more do you know what i mean yeah yeah because evil sons you heavily utilize at the first turn like 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 way more than you do turns two three and four so running a different faction but using this you're getting a a bigger return on investment yeah you're getting course of the game you're basically getting evil sons when you need it the most and yeah. then you don't get it for the rest of the game, but you have something else. Right, right. Um, and for the record, you should never use WOG except turn one, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think. Maybe turn two if, like, there was a very stagnant first turn. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is pretty crazy. Like, your orc boys become, like, movement seven, and they're, like, adding two to their advance rolls, and they're adding two to their charge rolls. It's like like a 10 inch charge is now an eight inch charge and you're re-rolling cause you're in work. Like, holy crap. Yeah. It adds up like, yeah. <laughs> All right, Shane. So, so talk about stick bomb. So max special stick bomb. This is a true meme, uh, tactic here. This is for a tactic. Two, oh two it's command, so expensive. Two command points. This is awful. <laughs> Use this tactic when you choose a model from your kill team to attack with a stick bomb. 
until the okay so for before we get into it stick bombs are like the frag grenades that orcs get right so i think it's just a frag grenade except on a model with five up ballistic skill <laughs> although a grot has four up ballistic skill and they can use this oh okay um anyway until the end of the phase change the weapons type to grenade d3 instead of d6 so you get less shots and add one to its strength so it goes to strength four and damage characteristics. So basically you spend two CP and you turn your grenade into D three shots. And um, strength, strength four, two damage. two damage, zero AP. So this is almost always horrible. Um, <laughs> I've actually used it once. Yeah. Unlike, unlike Grot Shield, I have used this tactic once okay. before. It did. I, I missed with the shot. Yeah, of course. It was with a Grot. And this is the only time you should ever do this because the grots at least have decent ballistic skill. Mm-hmm. Um, although maybe with like freebooters, once you get up to like ballistic skill two, maybe you could chuck one of these. This, this <laughs> is a white whale we're talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. that combo. <laughs> this is the ultimate engine. The mech special. That's, that's like the that's like the special final move for freebooters. <laughs> yeah. That... <laughs> Holy crap! Like everything needs to go right. Yeah. Um, flawless victory. You know you're screwed when he whips up, when he mech, whips special up the mech special stick bomb. <laughs> so I'm going to lay out the scenario. So here's when you use it. It's you have a grot within six inches of an enemy model. Um, the enemy model is toughness three. They Maybe they have like an invuln save or like they have a bad save. Uh, so like you don't need to worry about a lack of AP. That's in like you really need to kill it. Maybe like you just need to. Mm-hmm. And you don't trust the grot blast to get it done. <laughs> um, in that instance, you can basically pop this tactic, and you know it's it's D three shots, so you're gonna be hitting on like fours probably at best. Yeah, winning on threes, and then it's two damage. So it's like it's bad. Yeah, you're never gonna use this, but no. I guess it's worth knowing when you would. You know, maybe one day. All right, you want to do the next one? Cunning Infiltrators? Cunning Infiltrators. Uh, Use this tactic (laughs) at the end of the movement phase. Choose up to three commando models from your kill team that were set up in reserve and set them up anywhere on the battlefield that is more than five inches away from enemy 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 models. This is uh, for one CP. It's okay. Yeah, it's It's okay if if you're running commandos. It's a, yeah, it's a good deep strike. Yeah. I mean, deep strikes are solid. I mean, obviously it'd be nice if you could deep strike, like it'd be really nice if a commando boss knob could take a Scorcha. Unfortunately, so can't. Nice. Yeah. that would be beautiful here. That would be. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, the more I play this game, the more I realize that deep strikes are amazing. Mm-hmm. And even if this isn't like knock out of the park, deep strike tactic, it's, it's still going to be good. Yeah. Um, so next up is indiscriminate DACA. So this is another very good one. Yeah. I'm going to read it. It's one CP. Use this tactic after firing overwatch with one of your models, you can immediately fire overwatch again. So if you're running a Scorcha again, amazing. Yeah. Um, I was playing a game with somebody once where they, they, it was on arena and they charged a, one of my, like my Scorcha knob out of line of sight. 
Yeah. So I, I popped the one CP point blank overwatch so that I could Ooh, wait until they turned around. Okay. I scorched them uh-huh. and I only flesh wounded them. And they're thinking, whew, that was a close one. But and then wait, you... <laughs> there's more. And then yeah, you just flamed them again. Yeah. I mean, the ability to do that is just amazing. Yeah. I don't think any other faction has an ability like that. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's another shooting, if there's another like overwatch again tactic. I'm sure there is, but this is really good. Yeah. Um, and again, anytime I say this would be great for a Scorcha, it's also pretty good for a flash kit. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Next up, Pyromaniac. You want to hit that one up? Yeah, honestly, I don't because I think it's worthless, but we'll do it because we're here. Uh, he used this tactic when you choose for a model to shoot with a Burna. The Burna makes D6 attacks instead of D3 this phase. So you're paying to make your your Burna a real flamer. <laughs> Yeah, and that in and of itself is just like, this is a waste of resources. (laughs) Yeah, first of all, I don't think Burnas are runnable in 99% of orc lists. Mm -hmm. Um, And the situation where where you are bringing them, you're already spending, there are 12 points. You're spending so much on them in your list that you're saying, I'm okay with D3 shots. Yeah. You're not building around this tactic. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'd rather just shoot again and get d6 shots yeah. i'd rather spend one cp to shoot again yeah um yeah uh pretty bad uh next up itching for a fight uh use this tactic it's two cp use this tactic when you choose a model in your kill team to fight in the fight phase you can make one additional attack with that model for each enemy model within one inch of it so this is a pretty cool one it's it's steep cost wise but um I used it in a tournament once. Mm-hmm. I used it with a Mega Knob, actually. Oh, no. It was against Death Watch. I had gotten a charge off against two, like like a frag cannon guy and like a leader. Okay. And uh, the Mega Knob had four attacks. And I popped this to make it so that he had six attacks. Oh, jeez. Pretty nice, you know? Yeah, I bet. Or if you're like a, uh, so you got like a, you you're playing against like a horde, like a poxwalker swarm or like a gaunt swarm. Yeah. And you charge like a ton of them with like a big chopper guy. Yeah. And you pop this. It's like return crazy. on investment yeah. is huge. Crazy value. Huge. Uh you want to do here we go, here we go. Yeah. Uh use this tactic after making a charge roll for one of your models. Reroll one of the dice. So this is this is pretty good situationally. I know, I've played against you a lot when you're playing orcs and I've seen you do it. Use yeah. this tactic of like a, a decent hand. I almost want to say half of the games we've played. I think I've seen you do it whenever you fail to charge. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like they have the basic built in. Here we go ability, right? This is here we go. Here we go. Real creative. Yeah. Uh, here we go. is just, you reroll charges. So basically for this, instead of rerolling, the whole charge, mm-hmm. you can spend a CP and reroll just one of the dice, which is yeah. a pretty interesting mechanic. Mm-hmm. So you get like a six and a one, and you're trying to get on a guy who's like nine inches away. Yeah. You can reroll that one, keep the six. Yeah. Um, significantly higher chance of uh, getting to where you need to yeah. 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 It's it's just another little tool that you can use. Uh, Deadard. I, um, I like this one. Uh, it's one CP. It's, uh, again, this is one that a lot of factions have. Use this tactic when a model from your kill team suffers a mortal wound. Roll a d6 for that mortal wound, and each other mortal wound suffered by that model for the rest of the phase. 
On a five up, the mortal wound is ignored and has no effect. So this is a pretty good counter against like psychic, like cybolts. It's it's a counter, yeah. Yeah. Um, I really love the idea of running like a snake bite team against gray knights and setting it up so that like they're probably gonna cybolt a single knob twice rather than splitting because you know the knobs have two wounds. Right. And then popping dead ard. So you get for each mortal for each psychic or cybolt rather that hits that knob, you're getting a five up dead ard and you're getting a six up snake bite. So that's like, so if they want to kill that model, they need you to not roll a six on four rolls or a five on just one of those two dead ards. Um, Pretty good. That's actually how I originally came up with like running snake bites. And then I later building, building orcs as a hard counter to gray knights. Yeah. I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to figure out how Uh, to do it. Yes. And then, um, as I was working with it, I was like, wait a minute, snake bites is actually pretty good outside of this one niche <laughs> scenario. <laughs> and that's all. That's all of them. We've yeah, got the commander a, one. Yeah. We got like the kill zone one, but that's that's all we're gonna talk about for tactics. So do we just want to get into the models? Sure. Um so we're gonna start with the core, the staple, the old reliable. Oh, reliable. Yeah. The orc boy. The good boys. The um, good old boys. The boys. So, I mean, anybody that's playing orcs or getting into orcs, the first thing they're probably going to end up buying is the orc boy box. Is and should be the orc yeah. boy box. I mean, you you need orc boys. And the great thing about that orc boy box is that it comes with a couple knobs, too. So Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, I mean, let's go over this stat line. So there's the Orc Boy and the Orc Boy Gunner. These guys have the same stat line. Um, So I'm just going to read that over. Yeah. Uh, Five-inch movement, three-up weapon skill, five-up ballistic skill, strength four, toughness four, one wound, two attacks, six leadership, six-up armor save. Um, You can only take two gunners. And then on this data sheet as well as the boss knob, who has a different data sheet, or not a different data sheet, but a different stat line. Uh, you can only take one boss knob, and I'll read his. It's uh, the same thing, except he has three attacks, he has strength five, and he's leadership seven instead of six. Yeah. And he's got two wounds. Yes. Yeah. That's the important part. Yeah. That and strength five are, are huge. Yeah. Uh, so basically, they are work boys. You can either give them a shooter or a slugger and choppa, which slugger and choppa, that's the pistol basically pistol and like a orc equivalent chainsword. Yeah. It just gives them plus one attack. Yeah. So the boys will get three attacks. Um, But here's the real nice thing about orcs. Here we go. Native ability. All orcs get this. Spoiler alert. They reroll charge rolls. Yeah. That's amazing. I I mean, I mean, there are teams where you're going to, you're going to make your sub faction reroll charges. Just to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Orcs, just all of them do it. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, a uh, the boss knob. So bo- the boss knob on the so this is a bit confusing. So when Kill Team came out before Elites, the there was the boss knob on the Orc Boy data sheet, the one that we're talking about now, and there was the Commando boss knob on the Commando data sheet. Um, and then when Elites came out, there was like a new knob data sheet. And these are, we're going to refer to those as the elite knobs. Yeah. Um, they have a slightly different stat line than the boss knob from the Orc Boy data sheet. Um, and there's not a limit on them, except for the elite boss knob. 
kind of confusing, but uh, the orc boy boss knob here, um, very good value unit. Uh, he is, I'm going to look at the actual thing here. Just the basic orc boy boss knob is um, 10 points. Yeah. Um, that's just with a, like a choppa and a slugger. Yeah. Um, but you can give him like a big choppa and make him like, I believe 12 points and you can give him, here's the really nice thing, a scorcha. And for the knob, it brings him up to, um, I believe it's 17 points for a basically a two wound strength five model with three attacks rerolling charges and oh he's got an amazing assault flamer with strength five ap1 yeah um for 17 points so that's very good and if you don't want to give him the scorcha a 12 point uh model uh or a 12 point boss knob with the big choppa is amazing as well yeah okay uh I guess we mentioned commandos and they're probably the most similar to the orc boys. So do you want to? Yeah. So the uh, base commando has six inch movement, three up weapon skill, five up ballistic skill, strength four, toughness four, one wound, two attacks, uh, leadership six with a six up save. And then the commando boss knob has all the same things, except it is strength five, Two wounds, three attacks, leadership seven. Um, and then they got the sneaky gits ability. Yeah, so they have, here we go, because all orcs get those except for the Gretchen. Um, sneaky gits. When an enemy player makes a hit roll for a shooting attack that targets this model, and this model is obscured, that hit roll suffers an additional minus one modifier. So commandos are um, eight points. Or seven points. Yeah. Um, if you want to give him the choppa, which I think you have to for commandos, it's not like um, it's not like a boy where you can yeah. get him a shooter and keep him at six points. Yeah, they're armed with slugger, choppa, and stick bombs. Yeah. So the commandos, in essence, are all eight points, except for the knob, who's twelve points. Correct. Um, again, the commando boss knob, despite being more expensive than the regular boss knob, is like an auto include in a lot of orc lists just because he's like a budget knob. Yeah. So I love giving him like a power claw and yeah. making him like, like just having like a 17 point, you know, slightly faster knob. Um, with uh, what are these strength 10 attacks? Yeah, yeah. With three strength 10 AP three attacks. Yeah, so we kind of skipped over these guys. Uh, Want to talk about the Gretchen? Yeah. Simultaneously, one of the most and least important models for orcs. <laughs> um, so the basic Gretchen model, uh, movement five inches, weapon skill five, ballistic skill four. Okay. the stick bomb. Okay. Uh, strength two, toughness two, uh, one wound, one attack. Leadership four, six up armor save. So these guys don't get, here we go. They don't benefit from clan cultures. They're like three points. Um, and you can make them two specialists. And this is why grots are important because you can make a grot a leader. And this was like the birth of like the hide your leader thing was yeah. the grot leader mm -hmm. because they are so small. 
just the models are physically tiny. Yeah. You can hide that guy and um, it costs nothing to take it. It's three points. Yeah. It's really, it's such a low investment. It is the biggest return on investment you can get out of a leader model in this game. Yeah, I think so too. It's, it's, there's a reason that this is a legit strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really nice to not have to worry too much about your leader dying. Although be wary of deep strikes. Oh yeah, for sure. Because this guy is toughness too. Ooh. Yeah, and he gets the. Um... Oh, I'm sorry. I just realized the uh, the stick bomb thing I was talking about. That's only for the ammo runs because the regular grot doesn't get it. Um, but the ammo run does have the same like weapon skill, ballistic skill setup. Um, oh, okay. But they have better strength and toughness. Okay. The uh, regular grot just gets a grot blaster, which is like a 12 inch. It's like a las pistol, I think. I'm actually forgetting. <laughs> it's, yeah, because it's like... It doesn't come up often. 12-inch pistol, one strength, three, AP zero, one damage. Yes. It's literally a blast pistol. Okay. So let's move on to the... Uh, I guess there's the, the Burnas and the Ludas. Yeah. Uh, which one do you want to do first before we get to the elite? Um, <laughs> you, have a, you have a burning hatred for Burnas, so <laughs> you want to you go through them first? Yeah. Burnas suck. Um. So first of all, it's movement five, weapon skill three, ballistic skill five, strength four, toughness four, one wound, two attacks, leadership six, six up, uh, armor save. So it's it's a boy profile. So it's a very, it dies very easy. You're paying 12 points for it. Um, it's so expensive it gets, in this it, faction. Yeah, it's armed with a burna and stick bombs. And uh, a burna is, I'll read it to you. It's like one of the worst flamers you can... Yeah, especially on a 12-point mod. So think about this. Um, well, okay, I'll read the thing first. Uh, the weapon can be used as a ranged weapon and a melee weapon. When making attack, making shooting attacks or firing overwatch with this weapon, use the ranged profile. When making close combat attacks, use the melee profile. So the ranged profile, it's 8-inch. It's an auto-hitting, mm-hmm. like a flamer. Yeah. Uh, assault D3 instead of D6. Now, if this was D6, I would consider this but it's not um, strength for zero AP one damage. So it's an, it's a D three flamer. Uh, and then there's the melee profile, which is strength user AP minus one or AP minus two. I'm sorry. And damage one. Um, the, the, the melee profile is a lot better than the ranged profile, mm-hmm. which like weirdly enough, a Burna is like a better melee unit than a ranged. And you can make him a zealot, which you can't say about any other work unit. Yeah. Um, but really it's it's 12 points for this. I mean, you could get a boss knob with a big chopper for 12 points. Right. Um, this is, it's, it's not, it's a bad ranged option. It's overpriced. Um, it, it a model that dies as easily as this should not be 12 points. Yeah. There's just no, there's no excusing it, I think. Um, all right. And then there's the burn a spanner on the same data sheet, which is uh, the spanners are weird. You can take three of them. It's just like an orc boy data sheet. Same thing. I don't want to repeat it again. Yeah. But a, a spanner can be uh, a spanners actually play important roles in freebooter teams because you can make them, um, they could be like a comm specialist. Right. Uh, they're armed with, they're actually 10 points, I believe, offhand. Um, yeah, they're 10 points and they're armed with uh, like a big shooter. 
but you can replace that with a custom Mega Blasta or a Rocket Launcher. So these guys are, they're basically gunners. They're additional gunners that cost a little bit more. Um, they have some value perhaps in a Freebooters team. Mm -hmm. Big Shooters are pretty nice. Rocket Launches can be okay. Um, but but these are the like and the custom mega blast is hilarious. I'll read that in a second. Yeah. But uh these are the models, like especially the rocket launcher and the blasta. These are the guys that like once you've gotten your engine going and you actually have the modifiers, then you shoot with these guys. And it's just like you're deleting stuff. Yeah, because it's just one shot on like really high strength, high AP. Yeah, the rocket launches assault one. Both of those weapons are or the yeah, the rocket launcher is assault one, strength eight, AP two, flat three damage. Yeah, very good. Um, and then the custom mega blaster is hilarious. Twenty four inch assault one, strength eight, AP three, D three damage, and on an unmodified hit roll of one, the bearer suffers a mortal wound. So if you're not running like freebooters and you have the modifiers, most of the time when you're using this weapon, you have an equal chance of getting a hit as you do hitting yourself. <laughs> It's funny. Very thematic. Um, <laughs> and then they can take the big shooter, which is a decent weapon in its own right. It's um, 36 inch assault three strength five AP zero one damage. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and we kind of glossed over the orc boy gunners. Um, you can give them uh, rocket launches and big shooters as well. Not custom mega blasters. Mm -hmm. And it's like a cheaper way to get a, um, a big shooter, basically, because yeah. that is going to come out to like seven points, whereas the spanners are ten points. Uh, anyway, so let's move on to Luda. Yeah. Shall we? It's that same profile. Yeah, it just kind of has that same stat line, um, except... Uh, it's a def gun. Yeah, they're armed with def guns and stick bombs. Um, yeah, Luda spanner, it's the same It's literally the same thing spanner. as the burn spanners. Okay. Yeah, but a Luda uh, gets a def gun, which uh, I'll read the profile. It's 48 inch range. Which so anything on the board, you're yeah. able to hit. Heavy D3. Now, this is unfortunate because yeah. heavy. Um, I'll explain why in a second. Strength 7, AP 1, flat damage 2. So that's solid. I mean, on first glance, this looks pretty good against like uh, T3 um, with like bad right. saves. Heavy is unfortunate because the best lists to take a def gun on would be like a freebooters, right? And you're already going to have a heavy um, flash kit because they they you want a flash kit to be a heavy. Um, so again, this is like kind of like the spanners in the sense that like you want to shoot these guys later after you've gotten the modifiers already, right? Um, and it's just it's not that reliable. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're okay, but again, it's it's twelve points, just yeah. like a burner. So it's, but but I, this is better than a burner because there's like situations where it's actually like you're getting a return on investment. Whereas I feel like with a burner, you're almost never getting a return, right? Like a good right. return out of it. So when elites came out, orcs got the knob data sheet, which is separate from, as I said before, the boy knob and the commando boss knob. So now you can take. Um, a new thing it's just a knob or a boss knob um in the regular knob uh, there's not a max on the limit you can take so this gets pretty interesting with with certain builds i'll just read this profile yeah um movement five 
Weapon skill 3, ballistic skill 5, strength 5, toughness 4, 2 wounds, 3 attacks, base, um, leadership 6, and here's what's nice, a 4-up save. Yeah. So this is, so far, we haven't seen anything with... With a decent armor save. Yeah, just just t-shirt saves yeah. across the board. Um, the leadership problem is still kind of there, but uh, I'll, I'll read a nice little rule that they got in elites on these knobs called keep an order. So every knob has this ability, every model on this data sheet, including one, which we can talk about in a second. It's a little gamey. Mm -hmm. uh, keep an order. When you make an unmodified roll of six for a nerve test taken for a model within three inches of a friendly model with disability, that nerve test is passed. So this is kind of nice, um, especially if you're running an elite team. Yeah. Because say you're running a team with like seven to nine bodies, mostly consisting of these knobs. Yeah. Um, it's hard enough for you to break as is just because there's well, fail nerve tests, just because there's not a lot of models on the board that can die and mm -hmm. therefore subtract from your leadership. Um, but with this ability, not only are you auto passing on ones, but you're auto passing on sixes. So it instantly gives you an extra 16% chance to pass. Um, in just little situations like a guy gets a flesh wound and like another model dies, like this ability basically makes these knobs like you, you need to lose two models before you can possibly fail a nerve test because yeah. the situation where you only fail on a six is now you can't fail. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the boss knob on the same profile or on the same data sheet. He's the same, but he has uh, leadership seven instead of leadership six. And that's pretty nice. Right. Um, yeah. And then there's the ammo runt on this profile. So this is like the, uh, this is a nice model. Um, it's the same cost as a grot, so three points. Uh, it's the same profile as a grot, except you can only take two of them. And these guys are strength three, toughness three, instead of strength two, toughness two. Um, this is really nice. And the grots have the ammo runt, or the ammo runts rather, have the ammo runt ability that says uh, they can't be specialists, but each ammo runt can supply, assuming they're not shaken, yeah. can supply one friendly model within two inches with ammo once per shooting phase. When they do so, you can reroll one hit roll for a shooting attack made by that model. Yeah, that's nice. Really nice for the for the freebooters and yeah. flash gets and stuff. Um, I mean, I think ammo runts are like must takes just because of like three points for strength three, toughness three, and then this little ability is nice. Um, you're you're paying three points for a like a tack reroll in the shooting phase, and if you're running like, and it's a body, yeah, and if you're running some sort of shooty orc, some sort of shooty orc team, you need as many rerolls as you can get, just because of their base ballistic skill averages from um, decent to not very good. Yeah, um, and now so this is a thing where this is very rules as written. Um, some people will contest this. It doesn't seem intended, but technically ammo runs are on the same profile or data sheet as these knobs. Right. So technically rules as written, they do get the keep in order ability. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's something that should probably be updated by games workshop. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. 
I would recommend like TOs make a ruling on this and say that they can't do it because there's going to be arguments about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense, but it, like rules as written, like it's, it, yeah, yeah. keep in order. It just, uh, it doesn't say only knobs. Yeah. And same for, here we go. So technically runs can reroll charges <laughs> unlike grots. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously not intended. Um, Anyway, talking about the knobs again, though, the Elite knobs, what's so nice about them, they are a little bit more expensive than the regular knobs, so they're a base 15 points, but um, they, the war gear options really open up for the Elite knobs, and these models start to become very adaptable. Um, so a knob or boss knob can replace its Slugga and Choppa with up to two different weapons from the following list. Big Choppa, Choppa, Killsaw, Power Claw, Power Stabba, or Slugga. Right. Um, so I, I I think this is a good time to like talk about these weapons. Yeah. So Big Choppa is amazing. Um, I don't have the math on me, but some guy like a while back wrote like a whole chart comparing how the knob weapons perform against different types of units like guard equivalents, marine equivalents. Right. And what you saw was the two best weapons, most consistently good weapons were the kill saw, just because it hits like a truck. Yeah. And the big choppa. So the big choppa, um, and this one is only two points. So a 17 point knob takes a big choppa. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to read that big choppa profile or do you want me to get it? Yeah. Um, big chopper. Uh, melee, melee, uh, strength plus two, AP one, two damage. So AP one is the only like quote unquote bad part of this. Right. But, um, AP one is like a really nice sweet spot for a lot of things. Like usually, yeah, if you're getting like two wounds through, you don't need more than AP one. Yeah. The knobs go to strength seven when they get the big choppa and um, AP minus one and flat two damage. Two damage is amazing. I mean, really where this shines, like this is good against Marine equivalents. Like it's still solid, especially because of how like cheap it is compared to a lot of the other like super weapons that orcs can take. Yeah. Um, But uh, against like, think about any T3 you're wounding them on twos. AP one is usually enough to to do it against most T three models anyway. And then flat two damage. This just wipes out chaff. Yeah. So I would say if you bought like a knob box and you don't want to buy another knob box or you don't feel like magnetizing, um, I would say give most of your guys big choppas because yeah. it's gonna be the most useful, the most the highest percentage of the time. Um, next up is the, uh, on the weapons list, uh, the regular choppa. So there's actually something to note about this. Yeah. When annual came out, they bumped up the choppa price to one. Right. Except for the elite knobs. They still get it for free. Yeah. So you can give your guy a big choppa and a choppa. So he's getting three attacks with the big choppa and then he gets a fourth attack at strength five still. Yeah. With the choppa. Um, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, 
the alternative because you take two weapons from that list and the alternative really is I mean, you can either double up on big weapons, which would be really dumb. Yeah. Or you can take a slug out of the pistol, which mm-hmm. is useless on these guys because they get one shot, probably hitting on a six, strength four is your AP. So I'd rather have an extra attack in melee. Yeah. Killsaw. Do you want to read that that tasty killsaw uh, stat line? Because yes. that weapon is just it is bonkers. Ridiculous. So this is five points. So a knob of the killsaw goes up to 20 points. Yeah. So obviously it's a melee weapon, uh, strength times two. So bumping it to strength 10, um, AP minus four, two damage. (laughs) And then it has an ability uh, when attacking with this weapon, you must subtract one from the hit roll. If a model is armed with two kill saws, you add one to its attack characteristic. Yeah. So I think the two kill saws thing, that's for the, uh, you're right. Right. Um, so kill saw Here's something interesting. It's the same cost. It's five points. Same cost as a power claw, but it has one more AP and it's a flat two damage instead of D3. Yeah. So this means you should never take a power claw on a regular elite knob. Yeah. Um, the boys boss knob and the commando boss knob, they can't take a kill saw. So if you want to take a power up with them, go with the claw. Right. Of course. But for these elite knobs, Take the kill saw on your like combat spec or something because that this is a crazy strong model. Mm-hmm. Um, that weapon is just crazy. It's like, bonkers, man. Yeah, I mean AP forge flat two damage. It's super powerful. Yeah. Next up on the weapons list is the power claw. We already talked about that. I mean, yeah. part, it's a it's a power fist, but for orcs. Yeah. Um, not much to say here. Uh, power Stabba is the next thing. Yeah, so this is a strength user. So in this case, it would be strength five. Uh, AP two, one damage. So it's... And it's uh, one point. So this is the cheapest, other than the chop, obviously. This is the cheapest yeah. weapon a knob can take. Um, it On paper, it, it sounds okay. Like strength five, AP two for one for a 16-point model. Um it the only thing is it's just kind of like I'd rather just pay an extra point for a big choppa. Yeah. Get one less AP, two more strength, and two damage. Yeah. Um yeah, you're not gonna be running power stabs too often on a roster. The situations where it's good, there's like better stuff. Knobs can take a couple ranged weapons. A combi weapon with a scorch up right. or a combi weapon with rocket launcher. So yeah. take the rocket launcher. Throw it in the trash. Right. We're looking at the Scorcha today. Scorcha, baby. Combi Scorcha. So this is one of the best things you can take. I would say you should almost always have a Combi Scorcha in your list, um, no matter what type of orc team you're running. Um, so the uh, we already talked about it, the boys knob. That's the cheapest Combi Scorcha you're going to get. Right. On the elite knob, it's going to come up to 22 points for a Combi Scorcha. Um, but still a very good model. Um, the, it's just a shooter. It's like a combi flamer, except it's a shooter attached to a scorcha instead of a bolt gun attached to a flamer. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, just the ability to get D six shots at strength five AP one on an assault flamer and then shooting again for one point. And on top of that, you get the two shooter shots each time. Yeah. Which are hitting on sixes anyway. So who cares? Yeah. Um, you take this weapon for the Scorcha. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, although I will say it's not uncommon that you get hits and wounds with the shooter. It'll happen once in a while. Yeah. Especially if you're running death skulls or something, that's basically what you're going to end up using the shooting phase hit reroll on. Yeah. There's not much else shooting going on. Yeah. And you, your flash kit can't use it. <sighs> so, um, speaking of flash kits, do we want to bring, do we want to dive into that now? Sure. Uh, flash kits. Five inch movement, three up, uh, excuse me, three up weapon skill, four up ballistic skill, strength five, toughness four, two wounds, three attacks, leadership six with a four up save. So four up ballistic skill is is like the first thing that sticks out to me. Um, right. These guys have decent shooting, whereas all of the other orcs have uh, lacking, are lacking yes. in the uh, ballistic skill. And they take a snaz gun. Yeah. So snaz, snaz guns snaz are very, gun. very good. I'll read that one. Sure. A snaz gun is 24 inch range, um, heavy three, strength six, AP minus two, flat two damage. And um, flash gets have an ability called gun crazy show off, where every time they shoot in the shooting phase, you roll a D six and on a six, the model can immediately shoot again, but they have to target the closest enemy model. Mm-hmm. So, and there's not a limit on this. So like hypothetically, you can like, <laughs> you can just keep infinitely. going and going, <laughs> yeah. going. Um, but this paired with like, um, like Daka, 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 like you can yeah. shoot, see if gun crazy show off goes off, spend a CP shoot again, Roll again for gun crazy show. Yeah. Up, maybe hit it and then shoot again and then roll again. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, a flash kit, by the way, a flash kit is 23 points and you can equip them with a git find a squig. Yeah. Which is four points. So it takes the uh, flash kit up to 27. Um, and the git find a squig basically bumps up the ballistic skill for one flash kit whichever one you give it to because only one can take it it bumps up the ballistic skill by one so your heavy flash kit that you're going to run is going to be ballistic skill three basically yeah um and then there's the captain Uh, unless you want to like unless you desperately want to run a flash kit as as your leader don't run a captain because it is the exact same thing but for one point more the only difference is it can be a leader yeah there's no difference on the on the data sheet it's yeah, that's a that's pretty stupid. Yeah, just don't run a captain. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, these guys obviously can only take the freebooter subfaction, and it gets pretty crazy if that if that starts to go off. Yeah, but they fit in nicely on an evil sons or death skulls team as well. Yeah, in in matchups where you you feel like you can get away with with that shooting yeah um they're a great field artillery piece yeah i mean these strength six ap2 damage two first of all this chews through chaff but it's strong enough as well to, to kill t4 just because the ap2 um amazing weapon yeah really good model it's uh you're really not ever gonna run more than two i mean on a freebooters right. list you're probably gonna run two yeah. On a non freebooters list, when you're just bringing the flash kit guy, he you're only going to bring one. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just going to be like a supplementary piece to whatever else you're running. Yeah, though. Um, very good. And then, oh, wait, there's one more. <laughs> Demeganob. Demeganob. What, um, <laughs> what was the name? 
of uh, the Mega Knob that you ran. Do you remember oh, its yes, name? in the tournament. Um, Nazga's Gold Crumpa. Ah, yes. He got that name after killing a custody in, in the field of battle. Yeah, <laughs> as you do. As you do. Was this the same model that used the uh, against... Uzi no, no, no. This the, was, oh, that was a different. Else. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm going to read the Mega Knob data sheet and then I'm going to talk about the Mega Knob. <laughs> <laughs> Four inch movement, weapon skill three, ballistic skill five, strength five, toughness four, three wounds, three attacks, leadership six, two up armor save. Two up armor save. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, they do get the keep an order ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get here we go, obviously. Yep. Um, they can take a couple uh, kill saws to get an extra attack. Um, they can take a combi scorcha <laughs> if you if you if want. If you want, if you feel like that, um, yeah, I guess. They could take a power claw and a custom shooter, which is just like a combi shooter. I got it's just a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, here's the thing: a mega knob. And there's the boss Meganob, which is the same thing, but um, he's got like higher seven leadership. leadership yeah. yeah, it is. Uh, it's thirty-seven points base without the the stuff that you With, give. Them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I think the best thing to give him, honestly, is the twin kill saws. Yeah. So, really, this this is a quick maths here, a forty-four point model. Oh my god. That's expensive. It, yeah. It, it doesn't have a like an invuln save. It, it does have invuln. a two up save. Mm-hmm. So like that kind of makes up for not having an invuln a little bit, not really. Um although you're not running into that much toughness or AP four anyway. Um it's I mean it's one of the few like I, I love the super big expensive models. Yeah. I think it is one of the few models that you can legitimately say is a little bit too expensive, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, the cost is, is very steep. I mean, 44 points. Was it that I said yeah. uh, that is a lot for a model that is toughness for without an involved save. I mean, three wounds. Yes. Two up save. Yes. Um, but you would think it would it would bump to T five or maybe get the option for like a four up invuln or something, right. kind of like the Wraith Blade does. I mean that model's toughness six and like still gets crazy weapons yeah. and stuff. Um, I there there is uh, so I've obviously I I've run a Mega Knob in a tournament. It was kind of like a fun pick it wasn't like i was going super hard but i did try to make it work and what i came up with was weirdly enough i know i was talking about how like death skulls and snake bites are really good for like the durable like elite models but i actually ran the mega knob with an evil sun's team yeah um and the reason for that is the four inch movement um that's brutal. So to bump yeah. them up to five inch movement with the plus ones on, on everything, that can be pretty nice. Um, so I ran him as a veteran spec with the two kill saws. So I would vet move. I basically, he was a vet advanced charge guy. Yeah. Um, and I would play him against like gun lines. So 
he would like I played him against Death Watch and the Death Watch guy had like a frag cannon and an Infernus heavy bolter and he had this gun line set up. And then I vet moved with the five inch plus six plus one advance and then charged. Yeah. To lock up the gun line because even if he does get lucky with a hit in Overwatch outside of eight inches, the guy has three wounds. Yeah. And once he's in, like he's against a shooting model who's not gonna have a chance to kill him really. No. Um and just basically in the evil sons list, it was a mega knob and a bunch of boys with shooters. Yeah. So you still clocked out at like 12, 11, 12, maybe 13 bodies, uh-huh. but you get this big giant guy. So, I mean, it was, I actually went two and oh with the team that had the mega knob in it. Cause that was a split roster with half snake bites, half evil sons. Okay. And the evil sun side that had the mega knob went two and oh, so. It was against Death Watch and Custodes. Uh, um, yeah, it's just so expensive. I think if you are going to use him, you should do it Evil Suns because that four-inch movement is horrible. It is. Just atrocious. And it, it seems like with this model, the best way of protecting it is ensuring that it charges into the enemy models. Yeah, I mean, and if it's... sort of do that, you got to... You got to vet move. You got to have lots of movement. You got to <laughs> put like two more legs on this guy to make yeah. him like... Yeah, go so, faster. Yeah, give him evil sons. Go faster. Yeah. Give him evil sons. Vet move him. Charge him. And then if he's if he's in combat, you can't shoot him. Or if you're in Europe, don't. Anyway, yeah. um, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's Captive like that's, that's it. That's it for that's uh, all the models. That's all the models. So I mean, normally this is the part where we talk about like their matchups and stuff. Yeah. But orcs have so many play styles that it's hard to say, like, this is a bad matchup. This yeah. is a good matchup because something that evil sons might be good against, uh, flat, uh, like freebooters might be bad against and vice versa. Yeah. Um, so I guess, how do we want to do this? Do we, like, there's the different formats where they're better. We already kind of said that. Uh, I think breaking it down by um, formats and then talking about which kind of like builds work best on those formats mm. is the way to go to with yeah. this strengths and weaknesses conversation for the faction okay. um so what about arena there's like core arena and yeah. there's bao style like kill one right hold right one. so i would say on like core arena where it's hold one hold two hold more you might still be able to get away with you know the evil sons evil sons because the primary objective is just getting to and holding points yeah which and, orcs are good at yeah because you got so many of them. Um, alternatively, if you're on, if you're playing like a BAO style pack where it's on arena and um, doors are open, doors and doors are open, and killing models is a is a big part of the primary scoring, also the secondary scoring. Um, I think that uh, Death Skull knobs are the way to go. I agree. I I came really close to running Death Skulls at. BAO, like right. really close before I decided on Templars instead. Um, it was very similar. I mean, it, it played similarly to, to that Templars team. Um, you, first of all, because with Death Skulls, you're running smaller lists, which means the roster has more room for flexibility. It's not just like 17 of my 20 roster slots are just basic orc boys with, with choppas. Um, no, like I'm running like seven to nine man lists um, with these elite knobs that can be kitted out with either a big choppa if I'm against T3, or maybe I'll have a couple more 
kill saws against like marine equivalents. Um, and I'll always have room to, to take maybe one Evo or always take one, but maybe two scorches. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you need a couple extra bodies, the two ammo runs are just always amazing. Yeah. Um, they're just so cheap and they're still toughness three for three points. Uh, and they can, you know, give you the little, the, you can, they can give the few shooting that you have, um, uh, a reroll. Uh, and then of course, if you take the flash get, um, on, on the death skulls team in the event that you're on like a, like a long board edge, um, I would say with a, with a model like that on an arena board, check the deployment zones before you decide to run that model. If, yeah. if your five inch movement on the flash kit can't get you into like an actual shooting lane on the first turn, don't even bother. In yeah. My opinion. It's not worth it. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think dot skulls are really good. They're super durable. They're super killy. Yeah. They reroll charges just natively. Yeah. They have all these salamander rerolls basically and yeah. you've got the invuln on top of it and it's they're really good yeah uh so switching formats over to like an open format so say something like tao transatlantic open or with the uh the ibericon packet where it's at 100 points the board is wide open mm-hmm. um lots of shooting not a lot of cover or there is a lot of cover but it's not there's not a lot of cover. Yeah, there's not. Not a lot of cover. <laughs> um, and it's the primary objective is to hold points. Um, and then there's like kill one. Yeah. Uh, I would say Evil Sons or uh, the Freebooters. Well, yeah. Here's the thing about Freebooters that we, we neglected to mention earlier. I think Freebooters are quite a bit harder to run at 100 points compared to 125. Oh, yes, that's true. It's hard to get two flash kits and still have enough room for the other stuff. Right. Um, At at 100 points, I think you need 125 to really properly pull off a Freebooter team. Um, So at 100 points, I think... I mean, we saw the Freak Wars winner was Orcs, and it was like a boy spam. Yeah, he had one knob on the on the list most of the time. Mm-hmm. I believe he'd usually have a scorcher, and then it would just be a ton of boys, um, and then like one or two guys with big shooters, like the gunners. And yeah, I mean, he would just flood the board, run evil sons, like fast movement. Um, I mean, it's a legit strategy. It's pretty good. They, yeah, they just you just need to be careful about. I mean, breaking. Yeah. Leadership six. You can't be throwing, like you got a lot of boys, but you can't be throwing them, you know, you can't, you can't be throwing, don't be them, throwing them away. You gotta, you gotta every, have purpose. Every boy is precious. Every boy. Yeah. Every boy is precious. I got love for my boys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, playing against orcs, I mean, I get half of them. Oh, half plus one yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, or flesh wounded, yeah. Um, because leadership seven max, their leadership is bad. Yeah, or if you kill the, they're not going to have that many leadership seven models. No, first of all, like that that list that one freak wars, it had all leadership six and then the one boy knob with the scorcher. So you kill that one guy and then they break on a six if you force a break toss. Right. Um. So, yeah, be wary of that. But anyway, um, no, I think evil sons on an open board like that, you you need to close those gaps yeah because you're gonna get shot off the board and uh if you're in melee they can't shoot you that's right (laughs) (laughs) um 
Yeah, though. And then there's like kind of like an in-between where you're on like an open board with maybe a little like a normal amount of cover because I would say TAO is like less cover than right. normal. Yeah. Um, and I can actually kind of draw a comparison here. And this might sound like a weird one, but I think you can play orcs a little bit like Heretic Astartes right now. So here's the comparison. Um, let's take a look at like the successful Heretic Astartes list, like Micromancers, like Renegade Chapters. Mm-hmm. He'll have like four Berserkers and he'll have a bunch of cultists. So the comp here is knobs to Berserkers. Yeah. Obviously, they're not going to get to fight twice, but I think knobs are generally speaking, hitting harder than a Berserker. Like the Berserker champion is the exception. Yeah. But I mean, an individual knob is going to hit harder than an individual Berserker. And unlike a Berserker, knobs are two wounds instead of one. Um, yeah. So they're a little bit more durable. But the real difference comes in looking at comparing cultists to orc boys. There's like a two-point difference. Um, assuming the boys have shootas instead of choppas, then there's a three-point difference. Yeah. But uh, an orc boy is able to get a lot more done and threaten a lot more than a basic cultist can. Yeah. Um, so I think you can you can play them a little bit like that with an Evil Sons play style, which I think is like what people have gravitated towards with um, with the kill hold meta. Uh, people haven't really explored Death Skulls and stuff. Instead, they've gone to like maybe four to five knobs and then enough boys to fill out to like maybe like 12 to 13 bodies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, that's kind of like what Emmanuel ran when he went, when he won SoCal. Granted, that was a different format yeah. and it was a long time ago, but at this point. It's it's the standard. Yeah, uh, because that was 125 points. That was the first tournament to, to do 125 points. And right. That's what we saw. Um, yeah, I mean, I, and unlike Heretic Astartes, they don't have to spend their sub-faction on charge rerolls and the 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 chaff units get those rerolls too. It's not like with yeah. heretics where the cultists don't get to do it. Um, so they can get a sub faction on top of that thing and knobs hit hard. Uh, the only difference across the board is that, you know, it's probably a little bit easier to break orcs than heretics, but heretics still break kind of easy. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> you're yeah. like a 51, 49% difference or something like yeah. that. So I guess that kind of just like wraps it up for orcs, basically. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could talk a little bit about when to take freebooters. Obviously, it's 125. That's when you're looking at freebooters. If you want to run this like crazy snowball engine that is is freebooters. I mean, it's worth talking about just for the meme potential. The sheer meme potential. is. And I mean, I think at one point it wasn't meme, but I think after watching like Kyle Fierstad at LVO. Right. It kind of like went beyond that. And it's like a legitimate, yeah. it's a real yeah, thing. It's like a it, real thing. It is actually good mm-hmm. if you're on an open enough board at 125. Yes. That's yeah. when it's strong. I think on Arena, it's a little bit too hard to pull that off. Oh, um, yeah. And at 100, the points just aren't there. Yeah. But open board, 125, freebooters are a thing. And they're they're damn scary if, if somebody knows what they're doing. Yeah. So what is a what is a typical freebooters list look like in so, those optimal conditions? Yeah. So I'm not a freebooter player, but I can tell you what I've seen and what sounds the best to me. And that is you're going to have the heavy flash kit with the git find a squig. He's going to be like the core of your engine. And then you're probably going to have another um, flash kit. I don't He can be like a demo spec if you're against T4, but otherwise yeah. you don't really have to make him a demo. Um, and 
then you would have a boy's boss now with a Scorcha, whose job is really to get that first kill in the shooting phase to like get the engine rolling going. Yeah. Um, and then you'd have like a calm spanner with, I mean, you can give them a big shooter or you can give them, you know, one of the crazy weapons. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I mean, from what I've seen, some people might take a Luda or, you know, some more Spanas, but, uh, you can run like the, uh, the two big shooters on the orc boy gunners and then just a ton of shooter boys. Yeah. And hope that by the time you get to those shooter boys, you're hitting on twos or something crazy. Yeah. Cause it's, it can be pretty scary. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much, that's freebooters. Um, and then there's my, my knob stuff that I do. With yeah. Talk, styles. talk about your knobs. So I, I, I mean, the way that I play orcs generally is I run orcs kind of as an elite team, which is sort of out of the ordinary, but I think it's legitimately very good. Um, and I think more people need to be doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, um, I run death skull orcs with kind of centered around the elite knobs with sort of like that build I was talking about earlier with BAO. Um, and it's just like, again, you have the roster flexibility, you have the, uh, you can just kit them out in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. They're the durability and they just hit so hard. Yeah. I mean, it's. And the re-rolling charges on top of it because a lot of people like evil sons to to make orcs a mobile faction but if i mean five inch movement isn't the worst and once you get to the point where you're re-rolling you're no longer an immobile faction because yeah. you're re-rolling those charges for free right um you're you're closing gaps like very well yeah and at that point once you're in you're in and the f- five inch movement doesn't matter anymore. yeah um, especially if you're utilizing like pile in and consolidate well. Yeah. It can be, uh, it can be pretty scary. Anything else? I mean, I don't want to talk about matchups cause there's just too many factors. Yeah. Every single Honestly, type of yeah. work team has different matchups. Um, I, I guess, is there like a hard counter to orcs or do you think that's not a thing? That's the only thing I can think of when it comes to talking matchups. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, think there is a hard counter to orcs i think that just about anything like with a flexible i don't know it orcs have an answer to almost anything because they're going to do better against some things than others but there isn't anything it's not like there's a harlequin versus gray knights situation where right a certain thing sits across the table from your orcs and you're just like well oh god i'm screwed over (laughs) yeah 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 orcs can always do something right um, you just need to know how to play that matchup and, and how to how to roster build effectively. Yeah. Uh, they're really good against other hordes, weirdly enough. Um, like like Tyranids. Orcs yeah. do really well against Tyranids. They do pretty well against Death They do very well against Death Guard, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think that the knobs are better than the Plague Marines, generally speaking, and the Orc boys are just way better than poxwalkers so they just oh, kind of yeah. play that game better mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know uh orcs are great they're 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 cool too because they're a faction that i think has a decently low um floor for entry like yeah if you're new to kill team you can pick up orcs yeah i it's, agree it's not overly complex but i think like the skill ceiling is very high for them yeah like it's hard to play them perfectly but uh-huh. Like they could be played to a very high level. Yeah. We didn't cover orcs in our um 
easiest compl- and hardest. Yes, the easiest, hardest kill team factions to play. We didn't cover that probably specifically for this reason. Um, they kind of fit both. They yeah, they definitely <laughs> fit both. Um, we had some people comment on that video asking where do orcs fit, and I just told them, you know, exactly what you just said. They have a pretty low. Uh, barrier to entry in terms of learning how to run them but their their skill ceiling is very high yeah it's you can you can take them very far yeah i mean we've seen people win tournaments with orcs um we saw emmanuel win socal we saw i mean uh lucas won freak wars with with orcs um i mean alex torbear way back when at nova took orcs to top four back when people thought orcs were low tier yeah now it feels like forever ago at this point but yeah really but yeah orcs are a, a very very competitive faction and they're super fun to play too so yeah i mean i i love orcs i will always be playing orcs at one at some capacity mm-hmm. um i'm excited to hopefully run my death skulls in like a real life tournament one day maybe one day Shane. one day maybe one day <laughs> damn you nurgle <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, guys. So that's going to wrap it up for our Org Kill Team Faction Deep Dive. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, you can subscribe to the podcast on most podcasting apps, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, where you'll be able to listen to them before we upload to YouTube. If you enjoy this sort of content, don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and leave a rating. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you all again in the next one.